This is Hoosier Ag Today in the morning edition on Thursday morning, the 27th of April. Good morning. I'm Andy Eubank with the latest Indiana Farm News, markets and weather as well coming up on the morning edition today. Coming up in the news, agronomy updates from Northeast Indiana and also another update from the Northwest. Details on the way very shortly. We had markets yesterday that started up but then sold off. What happened? Details coming up, the numbers and analysis in our market review. And Ryan Martin, Hat Chief Meteorologist, looks ahead at the weather, which does include rain and possible planting delays. It's all straight ahead on today's morning edition. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank reporting on Indiana Agriculture. This news is brought to you by Seed Consultants, simply the best value in the seed industry, 800-708-CORN and SeedConsultants.com. The pace of corn planting in Indiana is accelerating, but in the northeast part of the state earlier this week, the predominant work being done in fields was tillage and spraying. Not a lot of fields have been planted in that area yet, but soil temperatures are now conducive for good germination. However, in the brand new hat video with seed consultants on a Wells County farm, Matt Hutchison, product manager, says cooler, wet weather will present problems. The important thing for germination is to have the seed in the ground 24 to 48 hours before a severe event that could cause stress. That first 24 to 48 hours is when both corn and soybean seed is sensitive to cold stress. But once you get beyond that, it's much less likely to affect the seed. So when you're thinking about planting this time of year, if you see in the forecast a cold weather event, make sure you're planting well enough ahead of that to get your seed off to a good start, get it germinated before that potential stress may arrive. Along with the change in weather conditions, seedling blights and disease like Pythium could cause issues that lead to reduced stands. With an alert last week from Purdue, Hutchison is already talking about the need for scouting fields for pests. One possible issue is a higher incidence of armyworm moths and armyworms occurring this spring. Also, potential black cutworm issues as well. It's always important for growers to scout fields and be aware of thresholds and be prepared to make rescue treatments if necessary. Learn more in the first hat video from a seed consultant's field, this one just south of Fort Wayne in Bluffton, Indiana. The reports are on the Hoosier Ag Today YouTube channel and at HoosierAgToday.com. I will take action against herbicide-resistant weeds. I will know my weeds, and I will stop them before they go to seed. I will do whatever it takes to give my crops the upper hand. I will use multiple herbicide sites of action because every Every action counts. I will take action, this time for all time. Now is the time to take action against herbicide-resistant weeds. Learn how you can make a diversified weed management plan at TakeActionOnWeeds.com. Brought to you by our Soy Checkoff. Farmers in northwest Indiana have been busy this week getting fields ready to plant. For some, this has involved cover crop burndown. Some tips on cover crop management coming now in today's DuPont Pioneer Agronomy Report with Gary Truitt. According to information from Purdue, we may be in for a heavier infestation of armyworms this spring. And as a result, Mary Gums with DuPont Pioneer is urging growers to start scouting their fields in about a week. You have wheat or cover crops in a field. It may act as an attraction for the insects. If you've got a grass cover crop that is still green, you want to make sure to uh, get that burned down 
and give yourself even maybe a, a week of dead cover crop before you start planting your corn. Um, that's going to starve out the uh, the armyworm and uh, and really give you a, a better seed bed and better planting condition. Gum says with heavy rains in the forecast for the next couple of weeks, you may want to think twice before planting in front of a very heavy cold rain. Try to avoid planting before a, a, a big cold front or cold rain coming through. That might have been the issue uh, this, this past week. Uh, we may have had some fields planted right before a cold rain. So be mindful of that. And like I said, make sure that you're planting into optimum field conditions. Listen to the complete report with Mary Gums in the agronomy tab of our website, HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Gary Truitt. Thanks, Gary. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's farm network. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast, brought to you by Purple Ribbon Seeds, where product, performance, packaging, and pricing are redefining the seed industry. That's Purple Ribbon Seeds, performance redefined. We've got moisture moving across the Hoosier State today. A line of showers and thunderstorms pushed in during the overnight hours. And we're going to be dealing with the aftermath of it here as we move through the first part of the day. By noon, most of the moisture is going to be trying to exit the state to the east. But I still think we've got coverage of probably an additional quarter to three quarters of an inch of rain here this morning. Even though the heaviest precipitation has died out. Now, as we go forward, we're going to be seeing drier weather try and come in overnight tonight and in parts of the state tomorrow. By the time we get to tomorrow night, though, we're going to be looking at moisture reasserting itself coming up from the south and west. This is going to be ahead of our next significant frontal boundary that comes through the area over the course of the weekend. So scattered light showers tomorrow night through the overnight, and then we go on into the Saturday time frame with moderate to heavy rains. It starts innocuous enough. Saturday may not be quite as spectacular. I'm looking for a few clusters of thunderstorms probably Saturday, midday, and afternoon. But then as we go through Sunday, we're going to be seeing a secondary wave of actually stronger stuff. I think the strongest thunderstorms here across the state come Sunday morning through midday. Actually, you probably can't even rule out Sunday evening. It could be a very, very heavy rain day on Sunday. And then we're going to be seeing some of this action linger into early Monday morning. We'll see the light precipitation, hit and miss stuff that goes through Monday, midday, and afternoon. Monday night, we finally clear out. So, again, we've been talking about this weekend event in terms of the complete package. So from Friday night right on through Monday midday, I'm going to stay right where I was at, one to three inches across the Hoosier State easily. There probably will be some areas that go above that, pushing toward three and a half, just depending on where the strong thunderstorms set up. No moisture for Tuesday. Wednesday, we're going to be seeing moisture come back into the state, but it's mostly going to be the southern half. I-70 southward Wednesday morning, seeing moisture anywhere from a quarter of an inch all the way up to three quarters of an inch. The big question will be, does any of that move farther north? Right now, I'm going to say no. So if you're from I-70 northward, I think you escape, and you're going to be able to put together a longer stretch of dry weather. Watching for another front to come in across the state maybe late in the week Thursday. It's got nice organization over Illinois, but right now models are showing it trying to fall apart as it moves into Indiana. So time will tell there. If we're able to miss out on that one, then the northern part of the state might be able to go from Tuesday right on through Saturday with no significant moisture, while the southern part of the state has that quarter to three-quarters of an inch burst there at midweek on Wednesday into Thursday. So that's what we've got here over the 10-day period. The extended window still showing a strong system around the 10th into the 11th. Uh, so we'll watch to see whether that one can come together. Uh, right now it's probably a 50-50 chance, but if it does, 
We've got rain potential there of a half to one and a half inches. Temperatures getting rather cool as we go through Monday and Tuesday. The strong system finally leaves this weekend, and cold air out of Canada comes in behind it. However, I think it's going to be about a two-day push of cooler temperatures, and then we start to ramp things back up, especially over the northern part of the state where we are trying to dry things out. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin in the Wells Fargo Forecast Center on Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank, and this is the Wednesday Farm Market Review. We'll review some red ink today. The update brought to you by Seed Consultants, simply the best value in the seed industry, 800-708-CORN and SeedConsultants.com. Tom Fritz is here, EFG Group in Chicago, where the markets were higher. But then they turned lower, and we'll find out what the drag on the bean market was. But let's start with corn. I suspect maybe an ethanol report had a little bit of uh, something to do with the reversal today. Andy, you know, I'll be honest with you. I know today's Wednesday, and we I totally missed the ethanol report. Today. Stocks went up, and production went down. A double dip. All right. Okay. Well, okay, now I'm looking at ethanol prices, and I see they're easier. But, uh, no, I think... You know, right now, the, the primary focus is short-term weather. And, you know, if you recall, take yourself back to, what, 36 hours ago when the corn market was looking ugly. And then yesterday morning, we, we opened kind of soft. And the next thing you know, you see this, uh, what, 12-cent knee-jerk rally. Why is that? Oh, it's going to rain like crazy. You know, I had a guy yesterday tell me that over the next two weeks, you're going to see the biggest rainfall that we've seen over the last 26 years. Now, whether that happens or not, it grabs attention. So then, you know, your noon updates come out yesterday and says, yeah, you know, we're going to see a lot of rain over the next week or so, week and a half. Well, if you go back and look at today, prices were running one to two cents higher. And then here come your uh, midday updates. And there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of rain in the short term, but it's not going to stick around for any length of time. Midday updates are suggesting that uh, next week's rain forecasted event may not be as intense as originally forecasted yesterday, the day before. And after that, starting around May 10th, we're going to see things dry out. We're going to move into a, uh, a warmer and drier pattern. So, you know, the attitude is, okay, so corn will get planted a little bit late, but uh, we're going to get it planted, and everything's just going to be hunky-dory. So that's your corn market. And guess what? That flip-flop type action is synonymous with a broad trading range affair. Go look at a corn chart. What have we done over the last number of months? We've looked good, not followed through. We've looked bad, not followed through. We've gone nowhere. And, you know, to me, the last two days of price action, looking good, looking lousy, uh, is synonymous with a trading range affair. And I think we're going to stay in a trading range affair until we get a better handle on the timeliness of the corn crop getting planted. And then, you know, what, uh, who wants to stick their neck out and say what summer weather's going to be? So, you know, we're just, we're, you know, this was our first taste of a weather market. Uh, moving into the wheat market. You know, it went along for the ride with uh, corn yesterday. But wheat does have a story starting out in Minneapolis. Minneapolis wheat is up 5 to $0.06 cents today. Kansas City wheat's only a half higher, whereas Chicago's running, uh, what, 1 to 2 lower. Uh, Minneapolis, that's your spring wheat. That's up in the Dakotas. 
uh, Minnesota, and the weather is just awful up there. Uh, we saw on Monday afternoon uh, spring wheat planting, you know, really lagging behind. And, uh, you know, if their weather conditions persist, guess what? That's going to get you more soybean acres. So, you know, put that on the back of your, uh, on the, in the back of your mind for now. Kansas City wheat, there's supposed to be a cold snap this weekend where, you know, you could dip down to the panhandle of Texas and see freezing temperatures. Uh, USDA on Monday afternoon told us that uh, the winter wheat crop is running ahead of schedule. Now, uh, looking at Chicago wheat, well, the big rain that's being forecasted over the near term, it's going to move into some, uh, you know, some pretty decent soft red wheat areas. So I think that's why your uh, losses on the day for uh, Chicago wheat were just minimal, not uh, compared to corn or what we saw on uh, soybeans. Uh, also, yesterday, from a technical standpoint, Chicago July wheat did register a key reversal. Uh, new contract lows, outside day, closing higher above the previous day's high. So basically all today was, was for the most part, an inside day does not negate that reversal. So, you know, the wheat market, it's got a little bit of a story. Uh, you know, we're going to watch the cold weather uh, in the central southern plains over the weekend. We're going to see if the lousy weather uh, persists up in the Dakotas, Minnesota, and go from there. Soybeans, it's a totally another story. You know, when people think, oh, the entire grain sector tends to run together. Well, this year could be different because I have a feeling oil seeds versus feed grains are going to be like comparing apples to oranges. You know, okay, old crop corn, old crop wheat, old crop uh, beans. We've got plenty of supply in this country as well as the rest of the world. Uh, but, uh, you know, Looking at new crop out of South America, it's a really big crop. Look at new crop beans here with its acreage. We're going to have plenty of beans unless we really have a really poor growing season. So, you know, I think the bean market's going to struggle uh, for a while until you get into a really, I mean, legitimate weather play. And, you know, how soon do legitimate weather plays occur? Probably not until the 1st of June. So, and if you go look at the uh, makeup of the commitment of traders on soybeans, we already know the spec is a uh, decent-sized uh, short in corn, a big-time short in wheat, but his bean position, he's kind of even over there. So, you know, I'm with the frame of mind that, uh, you know, go back and look at the last couple of weeks of beans. What have they done? They've treaded water in a very tight trading range, um, you know, trying to find rationale to get bullish. It's tough to do because with beans, okay, if we have an inclement spring, meaning, you know, poor planting conditions for corn, that's just going to get you more bean acres. We get corn planted in a timely manner. Is that really going to detract away from bean acres? If it does, it's going to be a minimal amount. We've already got way too many soybean acres. So I think the uh, soybean market, it's going to be a struggle at least for the next number of weeks. Tom Fritz, EFG Group in Chicago. Get Tom's full analysis on our morning podcast at HoosierAgToday.com and the mobile app for Apple and Droid. Final numbers in Chicago on Wednesday. The corn market down six on May, 359. July, 366 and three quarters off a nickel. And December down four and three quarters at 384 and a quarter. 
Soybeans, hard hit today. May, 9.45 and three quarters down, eight and three quarters. Almost 13 cents down from the high. July, 9.56 and a half down, eight and a half. November, 9.54 down, seven and three quarters. And July wheat, 4.26 and a half, losing just a half point. Those are the Wednesday markets. I'm Andy Eubank. Who's your ag today? Indiana's Farm Network.